Welcome to Amazing Applications, the podcast for Microsoft Power Platform and Dynamics 365 application builders who want to make amazing applications that everyone will love. Hi, I'm your host, Microsoft Business Applications MVP, Neil Benson. And my goal on this show is to help you slash your project budgets, reduce your delivery timelines, mitigate technical risks, and create amazing, agile Microsoft Dynamics 365 and Power Platform applications. This is a short bonus episode picking up on my interview with Mark Schweigert, Microsoft Principal Program Manager in the Power Platform Customer Advisory Team, PowerCat. PowerCat have built an ALM accelerator for makers and just launched a new ALM accelerator for advanced makers, or, you know, developers, as you and I might call them. The ALM accelerator for advanced makers was released last week after my interview with Mark, so make sure you check it out. Links are in the show notes at customary.com slash zero three zero. Here's my rapid fire session with Mark Schweigert. Mark, we, we've um, we've covered a heap in, in almost an hour. I've got through three of my 25 questions. Um, it's, thank you for that rallying cry for the community to come and help out, to learn how to do this stuff in a, an opinionated, but very structured, very mature fashion. That's awesome. I think it's an amazing movement that we're building here and uh, I want everybody to get on board. Any final closing remarks? I'm going to put lots of links to lots of the resources you've mentioned in our show notes. Any closing remarks? And they've got 10 rapid fire questions for you. No, I mean, the closing remarks are just, you know, once we're public, uh, you know, get involved, like push us. We're not going to solve every problem immediately, right? But we're going to take a very agile approach to, you know, triaging the the backlog, getting what we can in and into our monthly releases and and hopefully uh, shape this in a direction that meets the needs of the community, not just what we've built for ourselves to start. Great stuff. You ready for the rapid fire? I am. All right. Okay. These are 10 would you rather questions. First one's an easy one. Would you rather drink Australian wine or Australian beer? I would say Australian beer because I'm a home brewer. And so I, I like wine, but uh, I, I, I love trying new beers. Okay. This is um, for anybody who's, uh, well, you're not watching the video because this is just a podcast. I'm holding up. This is a Helios. This is a red rye from my local brewery. It's awesome. Right. They're just around the corner. They make some great beers. I'm on board with that one. Second rapid fire question. Would you rather use Scrum or Dynamics Sure Step? Neither. I, if I had to pick one, I'd say Scrum. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big believer that, like, your methodology starts from something, but ultimately becomes yours because uh, methodologies that work are a reflection of team culture. Yeah, absolutely. I, I take Scrum, some proven practices, and that becomes our, our process for the team that we've got. For the next customer, it'll be a different set of proven practices they'll drag into Scrum, and it's a framework, it's a scaffolding that you, you build stuff within. So, cool. Would you rather include comments in your code or write unambiguous code? Ooh, I'd rather write unambiguous code, but like that's a, a, a pipe dream, so always comment. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Would you rather call it a table or an entity? 
<laughs> well, it's called a table now, so I guess I guess uh, I'll call it a table. I, you know, I, I just what I'd rather is everybody calls it the same thing. <laughs> okay, toe the party line on that one. Uh, would you rather ship managed or unmanaged into production? Managed. Um, yeah, managed. Yeah, I thought I, said, I almost thought I said unmanaged, but yeah, managed. Would you rather give users a choices field or a lookup? Who? It depends, but I'd say choices to start. Okay, I, I'd agree. I was just debating that on Twitter the other day. Um, so they support translations. They ship in solutions nice and easily. I think the user interface for choices selection is a little bit cleaner than a lookup. The argument for lookups is always, well, the, the business wants to change their data right. and have different different options available. But if you've got good ALM processes, changing that is not as difficult as you think. Right, exactly. And, and actually changing it, the records in your lookup can't be shipped so easily in a solution. So ALM is harder with a lookup. Would you rather automate something with a flow or a logic app? Depends on the user and the scenario, but start with a flow and grow to a logic app if necessary. Okay. Would you rather have one instance per developer or a shared development instance? <laughs> I would much rather have one instance per developer. I'm a big believer in developer isolation. I walked into a Microsoft Consulting Services engagement um, and we had nine development servers. And this is way back in CRM 2011, so they were VMs, but like, why well, we've got so many servers? It was a lesson I learned in developer isolation. Well, but, but I would say that it's not always pragmatic and 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 possible. And so there are scenarios where, you know, developer isolation is still challenging in the platform, but I generally tend to work in, in isolated environments and on the team, we're trying to get people to work in isolated environments as much as possible. Do you think that's an ALM maturity kind of stage thing that you... For sure. I mean, plus there's, there's also sort of the reality that, you know, environments cost money, right? And not every co company has the ability to provision environments they have to go through an approval process, et cetera. We actually use developer environments, right? The the community uh, plan environments uh, a lot in on our team, right? Because even in Microsoft, like our IT organization doesn't, they, they you know, we have to go through a process to get environments, but we, we have dev environments available to us. And so when I talked about treating environments like cattle, that's one of the things we've got some workarounds to not have to reset our development environments, but essentially clean unmanaged solutions out of our environments rather quickly. So we can effectively get to a clean state, put our stuff in source control, get to a clean state, get the next thing into the environment and repeat the process. Yeah, I think that's another sign of healthy ALM. If I can go from a scratch environment up to the last known good build and development, yep. and if that takes 30 minutes, that's that's a good sign. So yep. uh, I'm with you on that one. Would you rather use Azure DevOps or GitHub? <laughs> Today, Azure DevOps. Uh, in the future, GitHub. Right. I think, um, I don't know, I, don't, I wouldn't want to say the writing is on the wall, but I can see a lot of it. Microsoft resources pouring into GitHub. So, yeah, I mean, the, the the reality is there's still a lot that you can do in Azure DevOps that you can't do in GitHub today. And uh, you know, the the there's a lot of work going on to to be able to get to a place where customers can, if they if they choose, move to to GitHub and do all the same things that you can do in Azure DevOps. Part of our plan is to support both Azure DevOps and GitHub in the ALM Accelerator. Today, we only support Azure DevOps. One of the things that we de depend on heavily in our pipelines are templates in YAML, and uh, GitHub doesn't GitHub doesn't have an equivalent, and so it's kind of challenging for us to recreate what we've done in our accelerator in GitHub today. There are other things as well, but we're tracking all that stuff, and it is our goal to be able to support uh, both DevOps and GitHub. Yeah, so most of the agile teams that I work with here are looking at 
product backlogs, product backlog items, managing boards. They still love using Azure DevOps for that. And I haven't even explored GitHub to see if there's equivalents or emerging capabilities there yet. I'm sure they will in, in the fullness of time, but Azure DevOps for most of my crew as well. Would you rather include a Canvas app or a PCF control in within a model-driven app? I would say Canvas app first. The whole point is to write less code if, if the code is unnecessary. And so Canvas first, PCF second. Okay, good stuff. Rapid fire, we nailed it. Mark, it's been a pleasure. Oh, can I just tell you one quick story? Because um, there's another good friend of mine is Mark with a C at Microsoft as well. And it's not a, a name or a spelling I come across very often, but there was a Mark who walked into Starbucks and he was fed up of they misspelled his name every time when he ordered his coffee and they would write it on the cup. So he said, I'm, I'm Mark with a C. <laughs> so his, his coffee came out the other end. Kark, C-A-R-K. <laughs> That's never happened to me, but I'm sure it eventually will. All right. Well, Mark, it's, it's been a pleasure to have you on the Amazing Applications Podcast. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thanks once again, Mark. These bonus episodes aren't promoted on social media, so if you're listening to this, you're probably already following the Amazing Applications Podcast. If you are, Thanks for joining me again. I really appreciate you. If this is your first time listening or you're not a subscriber, then it's not too late. The doors close at midnight on the 31st of February and then the price doubles. <laughs> but you can become a subscriber for free right now by clicking follow or subscribe on your podcast player. We've got lots more great interviews and some solo shows coming up. We'd love to have you join us. Until then, keep sprinting. Bye for now.